Welcome, everybody, to the May 10th episode of the Third and King podcast. My name is Max. You remember Tej. Hey. How are you, Tej? I'm doing all right. Hanging out. It's on a Wednesday. Giants lost today. Bummer. Other than that, doing pretty well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, we lost today, but we tried to make a comeback. Tried. We tried. Yeah. Dude, Blake Sable getting backpicked at first down by eight runs in the sixth inning or whatever. That made my heart hurt. Yeah, that was tough. You'll defend Sable, though, and talk about how great he is. That's what they call a tease in the biz. (laughs) But I'm good. I think we've got some exciting stuff to talk about. We obviously saw somebody that we've been watching for a bit and excited to see get called up. Super excited. Yeah, man. So Casey Schmidt, right, got called up. Played his first game, went two for four, hit a bomb in front of his family. Yeah, first hit, home run, awesome. Almost saw a child get hurt. <laughs> that was a little, <laughs> that did look a little dangerous. I think they we had know, it under control, but that whose was... Whose baby was that? It was Casey's brother's Okay. Baby. How cool to, to have your whole family there. So we found out, he obviously, I'm sure, found out before... We did. And I think when we found out, it was still like a rumor. But I was trying to think, how did he get his family, everybody up there so quickly? So he he made his debut on Tuesday. So he got the call Monday night. And then he called his family and then they started making arrangements for Tuesday morning. They're from San Diego. So it's a quick, you know, nine hour drive or so. No, they all flew. You're their travel agent, okay. Yeah, yeah, I booked them their flight, and then I got them to the plane. I either heard or read. A lot of them got on the same flight, and they were all in, like, the same part of the plane. And apparently, like, the pilot heard that they were on the plane for that reason, so he, like, said something over the intercom. It was a whole thing. Nice. I missed all that. I imagine that was a rowdy flight, right? Oh, yeah. Keep those little tiny bottles coming. (laughs) My son's a big leaguer. (laughs) That's right. It's on, it's on him. Put it on his I tab. Can it. <laughs> Super cool, man. I had goosebumps for oh, the yeah. entire inning after he hit that home run. Yeah, same. We're huge Casey Schmidt fans here. We've been saying all along the glove will play. No question about it. Absolutely, the glove is major league ready. And if he can hit, that's a star. And He got two again today, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So he homered for his first hit and then got a single. And then today he got a double and a single. So I'm very excited. Obviously, it, he's got a long ways to go before we know he's a star, but he looks the <laughs> part like he looks good. And, you know, it's like all those quotes about, you know, well, a major leaguer looks like a major leaguer and stuff like that. I think there's some eyewash to that, but I think there's some truth yeah. to that, too. Back to what I, I say all the time, major leaguers have to be the most confident dudes in the world that was fun it was cool i i loved it couldn't believe it i was pumped yeah yeah super exciting were you expecting him to play shortstop yeah kind of like once i thought about it a little bit even though he had gotten in some time at second base part of it was that the giants didn't love what they saw out of tyro at shortstop i think the plan is until crawford's back to have schmidt at shortstop and tyro at second because as we've also talked about, J.D. Davis is playing a great third base, which is Casey Schmidt's natural position, if you will. But I think once Crawford is back, that they'll use Schmidt at all three positions, depending on who needs a break. You know, they'll play him at short, they'll play him at second, they'll play him at third, depending on 
who's pitching, who needs a break, that kind of thing. And I think he can handle all three. We haven't seen him at second base, and it is on the other side of the bag, so that's the only one that he might have a little bit of unfamiliarity with, but I think he'll handle it just fine. So you don't think this is a Elliot Ramos-type situation where he might bounce back and forth? I do not. Here? I think that they want him playing every day. Like, well, you know, he'll get yeah, his yeah. normal days off too, but... They're not going to platoon him. They're not going to have him start only against lefties. He's he's up to play. He's going to play. You know, obviously, if something happens and he struggles mightily, they might send him back down to get his head right or get his swing right or whatever. But no, I, I don't think this is a situation where he's going to be back and forth. I think he's here to play. I hope so. I think one of the reasons why, and this is kind of weird, I'm not a big jersey number guy, <laughs> but they gave him number six. It's a good number. It, it is a very I good know. number. And you don't give six to a guy you're going to send back and forth. I've never really thought about numbers like that before. But it's funny because when I did hear he got called up, I thought, I wonder what number he did. Mm. And then I saw six and I thought, that is, that's a good number. Yeah. I like the teens. Yeah. But six is good. Yeah. JT Snow wore it. Robbie Thompson wore it. Some good giants. Uh, obviously some other guys too, but those are the first two that come to mind. Yeah, like last year, for example, David Villar was wearing number 70. And then this year, he changed from 70 to 32. And then Brett Wisely is now wearing number 70. So, like, you know, those types of numbers are for the guys that they expect to kind of bounce back and those, forth. Those weird uh, jerseys with no names in spring training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Schmidt was wearing, like, 90-something in spring training, but those are for the guys that are not on the on the full yeah. roster, which he, which he was not yet. Yeah, so you mentioned a couple guys that I've got written down to talk about. It feels like we talk about Tyro every week. Yeah. He's probably the best player on our team. Right now, I have no argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's been so solid. Yeah, he's been really good as a hitter. And I think one of the things that I should have mentioned earlier, because we talked about this earlier in the year, is that he's been a very good hitter. And also, now that he's basically just entrenched himself as the number two hitter, he's also a different style of hitter than the rest of the Giants lineup. And as we've talked about, I think there is some value in a variety of the types of hitters. He's not the patient to a fault type hitter where he's looking for a specific part of the zone or, you know, is going to be really stubborn in the strike zone. That's valuable too. Oh yeah. I, th- I think if you have a bunch of those guys in the, in a row, you know, a pitcher can get in a groove and just kind of mow through that. But if you have somebody like Tyro that's confident where he's, he's really only swinging at pitches in the strike zone, but it's like all over the strike zone. So he's confident in his ability to get the bat to the ball, Mm -hmm. wherever the pitch is in the strike zone and make good contact. And I think that having that in the middle of Wade, who's extremely patient and again, which is a good thing, you know, having him between Wade and Jock or somebody like that is more valuable than at least I know how to quantify. Yeah, I think Schmidt is the same way. He gets the bat to the ball on pitches in or around the strike zone and isn't really particular on where it is. <laughs> so like both of those guys to me are going to be like there's not ever going to be a huge d- difference between their batting average and their on base percentage. So if they're going well, 
you know, like Tyro's hitting 330 right now or somewhere around there, but his on-base percentage is only 30 or 40 points higher than that, which I think is going to be normal. But, you know, a guy like Lamont Way Jr. might have 100 or 150 points difference between batting average and on-base percentage. So Schmidt and Tyro are just never going to be like that. They're going to be kind of average dependent on base, which I think, again, is good to have a variety of those types of hitters so long as they're making good contact and being productive in it, which I think they'll both be. For sure. So let's talk about guys that are doing well before I get into the guys that aren't playing so well. Uh, another guy that seems to be trending upward, Brett Wisely. Got like a five-game hitting streak going on right now. He's doing a bit better. Yeah, he's hitting 375 over those past five games. Obviously very small sample. The Giants really liked what they saw in him, which is why they went and out went out and traded for him from the Rays. Mm-hmm. Got off to a really slow start, but I think has kind of looked pretty good the last couple days and is also playing a really good second base and a really good center field. Exactly. So, yeah. I think until further notice, he's going to be a contributor on this team. Yeah, keeping those multi-tool people out there, if we can get him hitting a bit, it'd be very beneficial. Yeah. Tyler Rogers, not something that usually doesn't feel like it comes out of my mouth that often that he's been he's been playing well. He's looking good. Yeah, this is just something I wanted to mention because he had a pretty bad year last year. We've talked about him a little bit. I think part of it was just some really weird batted ball luck. That is going to happen with with Tyler Rogers every once in a while. Absolutely, yeah. He's not a huge strikeout guy. He's going to get some weird contact. They're going to be hit in places where guys aren't standing because how do you (laughs) position guys when you have no idea where the ball's going i just wanted to mention that he's looked really good this year i mean he's 18 innings pitched actually 16 strikeouts this year which is more than i would have expected and a a 2.45 era so yeah i think he's looked good i've liked what i've what i've seen about him do you do you think so too yeah it's I i think it's brotherly competitive spirit i don't know i'm better than you i think it could be that <laughs> i think he hasn't had that weird batted ball luck that he had last yeah. year and then the other thing is that he's faced a bunch of guys that haven't seen him before which yeah we got the diamondbacks like, coming up diamondbacks coming yeah. up though so. yeah i hope you don't eat your words i hope so too <laughs> who else is playing good teach Cobb. I think he's down to like a, nearly a two ERA. We were kind of singing Anthony DiSclefani's praises on our last episode. We should have included Cobb in that because he just looks really good. And so, so which of these two do you want to talk about right now? So, yeah, we were singing Disco's praises. That was a heck of a game, game two against the Astros, but not so much, not so impressive against the Nats this, this week. Yeah, although that was such a weird game. So he gave up five runs in the first inning and then ended up throwing seven innings. So six more (laughs) innings without any more runs. It was just like, he gave up a bunch of hits in the first inning and that was it. Shook it off. (laughs) Shook it off. Yeah. You know, made some adjustments. The nationals are maybe a very bad matchup for the way that the giants pitch. Cause the giants are not a huge strikeout team from the pitching side so their pitchers aren't going to be racking up the strikeout numbers like they strike out a decent number but it's not they're not going to have the league in strikeouts 
hang on. You say the Giants aren't a big strikeout team from the pitching perspective. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, hitting maybe different story. But like they're all about suppressing home runs, controlling the strike zone, trying not to walk a lot of guys. And the Nationals are like a bunch of like free swing and contact guys. Yeah. And I think that's just that was just a terrible matchup. And maybe the Giants could have game planned a little bit better. I don't know. Or maybe they could have executed a little bit better. I don't know. But I I just think that that first inning they came out and I swear every single one of those hits too was like first or second pitch of the at bat because Disco's always around the strike zone and then that's just mm-hmm. went up swinging and made contact and just strung a bunch of like singles and you know maybe a couple doubles in there too but it's not like they were hitting them out of the ballpark they just hit a few balls that found a few holes next thing you know he gave up five runs but then kind of made some adjustments and cruised after that yeah unfortunately we our offense was just flat and had yeah. nothing to offer yeah. that game. Yeah. But yeah, back to Cobb, 38 strikeouts to only six walks for 40 innings, man. Yeah. What's his ERA at? Like two, almost flat. So 2.01. He's looked really good. And that includes a game on the moon. It does include the Mexico City game. That's <laughs> a very good point. Worth noting. Absolutely. He has a two ERA when he had to pitch in on the moon, like you said. Okay, so Cobb's doing well. Yep, yep, yep. Sean Manaya, not so much. No. I he looks I don't even I don't even know what to say. He he's he has not pitched well. I At all that. this season. At all this season, whether okay. it's coming out of the bullpen or as a starter. I thought maybe it could be related at the beginning of the year because he was coming out of the bullpen, and he's never really done that in his career. So I right. thought maybe that was just throwing him off. He went to driveline in the offseason and got a few velo ticks on his fastball. That seems to have gone away completely. So, you know, he's back sitting 92, which is fine if your command is pinpoint, but his is not, and it never has been. He's always just kind of been like a stuff over command guy. I don't think the stuff is there right now. And so what do you think we do? That's where I don't I don't know how to answer. I think they have to get him out of the rotation. I saw a post game snippet from Kapler saying that they're gonna have to reevaluate his position in the rotation. Yeah. So something's gotta give. Something's gotta happen. Yeah. Is Alex Wood coming back? They might take him out of the rotation in favor of Alex Wood. He's done one rehab start with Sacramento. He'll probably do one more, and then maybe he's ready. Maybe if Kyle Harrison keeps it up, maybe that's time for Kyle Harrison. I wish the best for Shaw Manaya, but if you take him out of the rotation and put him in the bullpen, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him coming out of the bullpen either, would you? No, that's what I was going to ask. So if you take him out of the rotation, then where do you put him? I don't know. Unless they just see something mechanically that they are confident that he can fix. And I know it's super early in the season, but it might be time to just cut ties. And again, I I feel awful saying that, but I don't know what else to do. We're not winning games when he's on the middle. No, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another guy that's still struggling is Stripling. The difference between Stripling and Manaya is that, like, with Stripling, I can at least kind of see a path 
towards improvement. I don't see it with Manaya. Sorry, I don't mean to keep going back to Manaya, but I just, I just don't see it. And it's, it's messy when he's pitching. Like the, yeah. the pitchers are all over the place. Yeah, and and granted, you know, we're watching from the couch, so I'm sure the Giants <laughs> have a much better idea of what they want to do. But like, unless it's something mechanical, but I'm not seeing that, then I don't see a path forward with. Manaya with stripling I I think I do he obviously started the season very poorly he has improved since then I think with him it's actually just more a problem of execution rather than like mechanics or doesn't know where the ball is going like he gave up two home runs to the Brewers the other day one of them and I actually texted you this I thought was just a good pitch that he got beat on the other one was not the other one was a hanger and the guy just blasted it you know, the first one was the Contreras. I think he just beat a good pitch. The second one yeah. to Adamas, Stripling hung, and Adamas just whacked it out of the park. I'm more confident in Stripling moving forward than I am Manaya. Do you agree or disagree? No, I agree. I think that there's, I was going to say there's hope for Stripling. That doesn't sound great, but no, I agree with you. Which is why I wanted to bring the Sean Manaya stuff up. I just don't think, I don't see how it's going to end well for him right now. I don't either, and I hope I'm wrong. And I feel, I, I feel like he is kind of getting that vibe too because he even came out and he's like all my stuff sucks i guess you gotta own it i don't know what else you can do yeah Yeah. and and i honestly i want well of course i wanted better for him but i thought we were gonna get more out of him i thought he uh, i don't know i i was kind of excited when we signed him i uh, i thought it was a good depth signing at least you know if he's a five starter and he's going out and throwing six innings and yeah you know three runs you know have a four and a half ERA the whole season. Like, obviously that's not great, but you'll take that out of your five. It's not working right now. Uh, All right. Who else? Scooter, Michael Conforto. What do you make of his situation, man? Another one where I don't know what to make of it. I've written his name down twice to talk about because I thought he was struggling. The first time (laughs) he hit his first home run in, in Chicago And then this time he hit a home run against the Nationals today. That being said, that was his first home run since April 19th. And his first hit hit in about a week. And the difference to me is that when we talked about him before, I thought his approach looked good. I thought his swings looked good. We just weren't seeing the results. I don't feel the same way now. Every time he makes contact, he's grounding out to second base. And when he's not making contact, he's striking out. He's drawn a few walks in that time period. But the Giants had him batting fourth today, so maybe they see something. Again, they're much smarter. They're in a much better position not being on their couch at home to to see these kinds of things. So maybe they see something that I don't. But I do see a difference now than when we talked about him the last time and he was struggling. Hopefully he can figure it out and hit himself out of it. They also have just been putting him out there every day regardless so that gives me a little bit of hope, but I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit concerned. How do you feel? What can you possibly see in him to put him at fourth? I, d- I don't know. Clean up? Yeah, that's not great. My goodness. We do have some injuries. Yaz and Crawford still on the IL. Crawford might be coming back. Yeah, so Crawford is coming back soon, probably either Thursday or Friday in Arizona. They've got a four-game set in Arizona. Gets to sleep in his own bed. Yeah, gets to hang out with the fan. Get him back in, yeah. 
I don't know if you saw, but Austin Slater got hurt today. Oh, and, I saw. Yeah. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt on that, he would have been safe. He would. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yep. He almost was safe limping that thing out. Yeah, yeah, that was a hit for sure. If he didn't get hurt, is it a reactivate? Like, do you think I'm, he re-injured? I'm not sure because you bring up a good point. That was one of the injuries that delayed his start to the year was a hamstring yeah. injury. It was that and an elbow injury. I don't know if it's the same hamstring. So yeah, I, it I don't looked know. like, and I, yeah, I don't know either, but it looked like it happened on the swing, right? He like hobbled out of the box. And then, yeah, yeah, it looked like when he was trying to get going out of the box, he kind of slipped and, and that kind of did it. But because of that, even when Crawford is coming back, I think that buys David VR a few extra days. I yeah, that's a guy, I guess. Well, we talked about him last time. We can we could have talked about him again today. Yeah, but I, think, I, I think you're right. It probably buys him more time. I think it buys him uh, a few extra days. I don't think he's going to do anything with those extra days. But No, no, I don't think so either. I just think it buys him a, a couple extra yeah. days as an extra bat. And then when Yastrzemski is ready, if nothing else happens in the meantime. So basically Crawford will come back for Slater's spot on the roster. Yep. And then Yastrzemski will come back for VR spot. He'll probably get optioned would be my guess. And I saw like a report that VR kind of knows it's coming. And I didn't tell me about it. He seemed to be in good spirits. Like he's ha- he's super happy for Casey Schmidt, for instance, which is cool. I think he just knows that he just needs like a reset. You know, like he's like, my swing is just off right now. And at the major league level, especially if it's a team that has aspirations of being competitive, you can't have that on. You you can't just run him out there and have him bat, you know, a buck 20 till he figures it out. But if you send him to triple A, you can. The main goal of triple A is development, not to win ballgames. I think he's almost like, "I, I need to figure this out, but he needs to play every day to figure it out. But that being said, I think he'll get a few more days on the roster at Austin Slater's expense, unfortunately. Yeah. So speaking of sack, Alex Wood threw a rehab game. Yep. Didn't look great, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. I think it's just good to see him throwing the ball. Yeah, as long as long as he's healthy, I think that's the only yeah. that's the only takeaway. So Yeah, he's uh he's a big leaguer, so not too worried about yeah. what's going on down there. Yeah. Bryce Johnson, though, you you think we'll see him come back up? Yeah, so that's the other potential fill for... You think we swap him for VR or VR for him? Yeah, it, it could be. So basically, we haven't seen Johnson since he ran into the wall earlier this year and got a concussion and concussion, just recently yeah. went on a rehab assignment to Sacramento, I think within the week, maybe maybe 10 days ago at most, but then started the rehab assignment and then basically just like as a procedural move, the Giants optioned him. And it's possible, depending on how far away Yastrzemski is, that VR gets optioned for Crawford, basically when Crawford comes back from the injured list, and that Bryce Johnson actually takes Slater's spot. I think part of that will depend on who they expect to see from the opposing team starting pitchers over the next, you know, several days. If they expect to see a lot of lefties, they might go with Johnson. If they don't expect to see a lot of lefties, I think they'll just be comfortable with Brett Wisely in center field. But right now, Brett Wisely is the only center fielder on the roster. So my guess would be that they'll actually probably 
go with Johnson unless Yastrzemski is closer than we think. Yeah, that makes sense. I never even really thought about that with Yaz being out, Slater being out. He is the only real option for center field that we have. And he's new in center field. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I never thought about that. All right. So last week we did TJ's Fun with Stats, and I I just now named it that. You got a couple more Fun with Stats fun stats to share with us yeah i got i've got two um the first one is why do you hate blake sable okay um (laughs) that's not a stat i don't hate blake sable i just don't think he's a good catcher i don't disagree but in he might be one of our best hitters (laughs) like He's he has been so far. He's got like a, I know, and I don't know where it came from. But yeah, so that's all. I just don't. You don't, think he's you the don't best. like him behind the plate, is what you're saying. Don't like him behind the plate, but okay. I'm also very partial to Joey Bart. I sure. don't like him rounding first. I did not like that. That was bad. My thought on backup catchers, because that's essentially what Blake Sable is. He is a backup. That is catcher. what he is. I know what your thought is. None of them are good. None of them. Are, they well, don't have to be good. They they either can hit and can't catch, or they can't hit and they can't catch. <laughs> if they can do both, they're not a backup catcher anymore, and they're going to be playing somewhere else. So he, he hasn't always been a catcher, right? When did he make the transition? It's recent. It's recent. Yeah. So I should give him some slack because he's that's actually a heck of a position. He's actually looked better than I expected. Like. If we go back to what we were talking about earlier in the year when they had Bart, Roberto Perez, and Blake Sable, like I think Sable was going to be that emergency catcher when they wanted to pinch hit for one of their other catchers. And I think he's looked better behind the plate than I expected and probably that the Giants expected because A, they've kept him on the roster and not sent him back. And then B, didn't bring up another or a third catcher to split time with Joey Bart behind the plate and have Sable be like outfield DH emergency catcher type. So I think he's actually looked better behind the plate than we thought. There is still a lot of room for improvement. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's holding his own. I know it's not always the prettiest thing, but I think he's doing all right. What's the stat (laughs) you wanted to share about him? Because did, we already a, said, did I miss it? I've tuned out the last He's got half. a 111 OPS plus, so he's hitting okay. 11, 11% better than average. At least <laughs> when I looked at this, uh, I think this was through yesterday's game, so not through today's game. That made him the fifth best hitter on the team. I don't know if that says as much about Blake Sable as it says about the Giants hitters right now. Interpret that however you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't hate him. I'm thinking back the last few years. He is not my least favorite of our backup catchers. You know, like Austin wins pretty good behind the plate. Pretty light hitter. Yeah. yeah. If they could do both, they'd be starting somewhere. So Austin wins one of those guys who looks different, way different (laughs) without a hat on that. He does. (laughs) Dude, I saw a commercial and I feel like I'm pretty plugged in with baseball players it was like a car commercial and there were three baseball players advertising a car. I'm probably going to not remember the details of this commercial, but I didn't know who any of them were because they weren't, they were in like street clothes and none of them were wearing a cap. And it took like, I think one of them was Walker Bueller and it took me way longer than I, it should have for me to recognize them. Maybe it's just the, the curse of all baseball players is they look different, but I think Austin wins especially, and Lamont Wade Jr., like you said last I, week. I thought you were going to say you saw a car commercial with Austin. 
<laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't. Where is he now? <laughs> Austin Wins is now with Colorado. Is that where he's at? Yeah, right. He's making the NL West tour. He did a quick stop with the, with the Dodgers while Will Smith was on the injured list. And then, NL West uh, is a good place to be. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place Especially, to be. Like he could do pretty well in Colorado just because he sprays the ball all over the place, and with a big outfield, he might get a few extra hits, and then all of a sudden he's got a good batting average. I see one other stat up here. Give it to me. It's a guy who's been playing pretty well, still doing well. Yeah, uh, we we talk him. We've been talking about him every week, but we're just gonna keep talking about him until he, until he gives tells us, us not to. Yeah, but until then we're probably gonna talk. To. Yeah, we'll probably start talking about him too. Then. So again, through yesterday's game, JD Davis was second in all of Major League Baseball at outs above average. So not just at third base, but for all position players. So that's how good he's been on defense. I think I think he made yeah, an error today, so that's kind of a bummer. But still, he's, that, that's just kind of reinforcing what we've been saying. Matches the eye test. He's looked great on defense. And at least according to outs above average, he's been the second best defender in all of Major League Baseball. Our hunt special. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we have any minors updates? Ooh, we could talk about Farhan's drafting. Yeah, so just like a quick overall state of the farm system, I think Farhan's caught a lot of flack for yeah. not signing yep. big players, for not making the right moves. You and I like what Farhan has done. Yeah, I he hasn't like signed the big players. That's correct. true. Yep. He's made some very interesting moves that are He's finally been- starting to pay off, right? And Yeah. We talked about this. It's a weird job where you don't see ROI immediately unless you sign one of those big players, right? And we haven't done that. And so, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an investment. And I think we're starting to see some of those pay off. Yeah, so Farhan took over after 2018 and the Giants major league team was bad and their minor league system was dreadful. And they had just traded away their best players in an already weak system for Andrew McCutcheon and Evan Longoria. And we can wish that we still had Brian Reynolds, but we don't. (laughs) And we got half a year of Andrew McCutcheon instead. So what I think is interesting is that Farhan took over after 2018. So his first draft was 2019. And part of why I don't think he's gone after the big name players yet is because I think he wanted to kind of align them with some of the players he's been drafting. And that takes a few years for those to hit. Like you were saying, it takes a little bit of time for that ROI. So the 2019 draft, we added Hunter Bishop, who's had terrible injury luck, and Logan Wyatt. That doesn't really seem to be working out. But then the next two picks were Grant McRae, who we've talked about before and I'm a big fan of. And then Tyler Fitzgerald, who is now raking in Sacramento after raking at Richmond and is kind of knocking on the doorstep. And then his second draft was Patrick Bailey, Casey Schmidt. Give it to me. Nick Swinney, who's pitching well for double A right now. Jimmy Glowinky, who's hitting 440 at high A. And then Kyle Harrison. Yeah. Like that seems to be a really good draft yeah so where's the where's the line at right like you for the first draft you just named four people if you hit on two out of the four are we considering that a success i mean i think i think if you hit one yeah that's what i'm saying like i don't understand how people can be upset it's not the nba or the nfl where these guys are 
expected to come up and contribute right away, it's probably going to be a few years. Yeah. But especially with that 2020 draft, Casey Schmidt just debuted. Patrick Bailey's at AAA knocking on the doorstep. Kyle Harrison's at AAA knocking on the doorstep. Looking way better. Looking way better. Yeah. Yeah. His last outing, it was still only four innings, but one hit, no walks. I'd like to repeat that. Zero walks. That is huge. And seven (laughs) strikeouts. I think if we see another start like that from Harrison, they'll just call him up. Casey Schmidt started last year at high A. He moved up way faster than we thought. I I think it takes some time. I think you need to have a homegrown core to have like a sustainably competitive baseball team. I honestly think that 2021 season was kind of an accident. Like, I think Farhan (laughs) took over and the ownership said... You can't do a full teardown and rebuild. Like, I think he had his hands tied a little bit. They basically were like, you have to have like a somewhat competitive on-field product. And so he's been rebuilding the farm system while also having, I mean, 2021, great year, obviously, 107 wins. I think that was an anomaly. But even last year, it was a disappointment. They were still 500. So he's been... Yeah, to be fair, I feel like it was a disappointment because we came off such a hot season. Yeah. And, I think and, that played into it. Yeah, I think every just every lever they pulled in 21 just worked. And yeah. Buster Posey played out of his mind for the whole year. I think the farm system is in a really good spot right now. I have a, a question for you. What do you think is the path for Marco Luciano? Oh. And if you'd rather throw it back to me, you can do that. <laughs> So it sounds like you've got something lined up. I do. Not a good path, hey? Uh, depends. <laughs> okay, maybe it, maybe let's phrase this another way. So the Giants currently have a pretty good stockpile of young. I was gonna say, like, you think he, we're gonna? He's like trade bait. You think we're gonna? Why? Why do you think Marco Luciano is still at shortstop? The knock on him, even when he signed as an international free agent was that people were like, ah, don't know if he can stick at shortstop. Right. Why is he still at shortstop? I think that they're trying to keep his value up by sticking him at shortstop so that they can trade him. Yeah. I haven't thought about this, but that's interesting. And we, you and I have had discussions about him in years past, and we knew he was going to shift at some point to another position. Where is he going to shift now, though, is is kind of the question. And... If they think that he's going to shift, why haven't they done it yet? I don't hate the idea, though. I don't either. The other thing that I think throws another wrinkle in this, and I think maybe is worth talking about, is that he came from the previous regime. And this regime, maybe to a fault, they like their own guys. They've yo-yoed Ramos back and forth. He hasn't performed, so maybe that's it. There haven't been a ton of other guys that have even come up because that the farm system was just so bad when he took it over. But like, you know, you think about the way that they've handled Joey Bart. You think that was the same way they've handled Patrick Bailey? I think it's been a little different because Joey Bart was drafted before they took over and Patrick Bailey was a Farhan draft pick. You're blowing my mind right now and I don't like thinking about these things. It feels feels too (laughs) evil. I, I feel like if, if if there's a path to winning, you got to go with it, right? And you shouldn't. Old regime, new regime. But yeah, who knows? Like, obviously, Farhan and this regime want to succeed and they want oh, yeah. 
Titans and their picks. That they want to be like, see, told you. So maybe there's something there. I don't like thinking about it, but I actually don't think it's just. Well, these are our guys, so these are our guys, and those were your guys, and so we don't care about them. I just think that they're good at talent evaluation, and they're good at player development, and they're good at scouting the guys that they know yeah. they can develop, if that makes sense. So they're taking guys like Casey Schmidt, who was like a two-way player in college, and they're like, we like the things that aren't on the back of his baseball card that we can help him develop to turn them into the things on the back of a baseball card. Where like, I think the previous regime looked at the counting stats and they saw that Joey Bart hit 400 with a bunch of bombs at Georgia tech. And we're like, we want that guy at number two. And I think there's just a difference in the type of player that was drafted previously and the type of player that they're drafting. And they think that, they can develop the guys that they're drafting and they might be right. Again, I don't think it's just they're throwing guys out to the curb just because they didn't draft them or didn't acquire them. I just think that they're drafting and acquiring the guys that are more open and accepting to development. I think we're going to start seeing the the dividends of that. And I think we already have with Casey yeah. Schmidt. Interesting stuff. The uh, the question about Luciano. I kind I, of felt like for a while we were going to we were likely going to trade him but i just don't think it makes sense that he's still at shortstop yeah for any other reason like if they were like we love the bat let's get him to the big leagues they could just move him to left field and like fast track him but they're they're not that's the only reason i see why unless they just love having extra shortstop depths which we've talked about before isn't a bad thing to have yeah and but then i don't know you think about it so it's a good theory absolutely but I got to imagine that other teams and their scouts, they're smarter than we are. They might see through that crap. They might. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. What else you got for me? That it? I think that's it. That's, that's it. all that's I all got. I got. That's, yeah. it. that's all. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining me. You have a good night. You too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll we'll chat soon. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants get a, uh, real quick, the Giants get a rare day off at home next week. So they've got a weird four-game road trip and then come back home for three against Philadelphia at home and then a day off and then get the Marlins at home. Yeah, so, yeah, t- tell me a bit about that and then I'll, I'll let you go. What do we got to look forward to? So four against Arizona. Yeah, got to like, at least yeah. split that series. Philly could be interesting. <laughs> three, three, yeah, Philly at home for three, a day off. Cool. And then the Marlins for three at home. Who's going to get a uh, splash hit number 100? Lamont Wade Jr. Love it. Only for the fact that he hits lead off. So even if they have another dinger party and he hits first, he's got the best shot to do it first. Jock's been trying. He's hit two really big foul balls out of the water. Yeah, and he hit like a towering fly ball today that he got under. So I think... Yeah. Maybe once 100 comes off the board, maybe Jock turns it on. Maybe he's trying a little too hard to hit one in the right. cove. Yeah, we didn't talk about him much. He's uh, He's been a little tough to watch. Yeah, he hasn't looked the same since he came back from the injured list uh, with that wrist thing. So it, it feels like every time I want to talk about him, he hits a home run, and then I kind of reset my mind. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man, you did, you did your job. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to hit a little bit more as a designated hitter, in my opinion. 
I think you're the 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 bar for hitting is much higher from that position because he's not adding value on the field. You got one job, man. Yeah, one job. It, apparently, it's tough <laughs> being a DH. I I believe he's a lot of sitting, right? Yeah, and most guys just aren't used to it. Like they come up a lot of sitting, games, and yeah. then you get up, and everyone expects you to do one thing. Yeah. So just do it, though. Just do it. Yeah, Jack. just do it. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> all right that's it that's all that's all i got yeah all right everybody thank you for joining us please do us a favor and visit us on all the socials at third and king shop go ahead and visit our website third and king dot shop buy cool things like that hat on tj's head some other cool stuff nice little way to support us if you like anything you heard if you hate anything you heard if you want to contribute you want to add to anything have any questions you want to ask please do so we encourage it send us an email to third and king shop at gmail.com yeah got anything yeah. else teach nope that's All it right, man, let's get, i'll see you later all right adios see ya